Welcome to Experience Means Business, a podcast by Adobe Professional Services. Get your bi-monthly scoop of digital trends, strategies, expert insights, best practices, and much more to keep you moving on your digital experience journey. Everything has a life cycle, plants, animals, and even content. So good content is becoming increasingly important. And in this session of the Experience Means Business podcast, I want to talk about why companies need relevant and engaging content and why this becomes more and more important. My name is Boris Jutic. I'm a business consultant at Adobe. And my guest today is Christoph Kohl, Vice President and Managing Director, Central Europe at Adobe. Christoph, first of all, thanks a lot for taking the time today to talk with us about content. Thank you, Boris, for having me. Always, always a pleasure. So good content is becoming increasingly important for our clients. And the question here is, of course, for all of them is why do companies need more compelling content? So based on your experience and, and also talking, of course, with a lot of different stakeholders, do you have any examples you can give here on the importance of relevant and good content? Yeah, sure. And before I go into the examples, maybe we should take a step back and, and answer the question that you just asked, why is content so important? I mean, this podcast is called Experience Means Business. And as a matter of fact, in today's world where competition becomes harder and harder, the differentiation between brands is more and more not only the product or the service, but more and more the customer experience, the experience that companies, that brands are able to create. And what is at the core of a great experience, and I'm not saying digital experience, but a great experience, it's content. So what content is creating the experience? And that can can be moving content, that can be written content, that can be graphical content, that can be all sorts of content. And that is the key of customer experience. So if customer experience is the competitive differentiator, then content is the main ingredient for customer experience. And then companies are investing lots and lots of money and resources and time to define the right strategy around content and the right strategy around how to deploying and using the content. And with good content, you can create better experience, but you can also reduce cost for services. You can reduce cost for support requests. You can reduce cost also for attracting and retaining customers. And maybe one more statistic to, to prove what I'm saying is, yeah, that so we, we have done a, a study that is called content management as an enabler of the digital transformation and with some external research parties. And 60% of companies have actually responded that content is a central factor of their entire business strategy to remain competitive in the future. That's that's super interesting, especially you also talked about the right strategy. I think this is something we might elaborate a little bit further. And also, I would like to highlight, of course, the study is available on our website. So for all the clients who are asking themselves where they can get this from. So we will also look if we can include a link maybe in the description of this podcast. Mm. To, to answer maybe your question, because you also mm. asked me for customer examples, I, I'd yes. like to highlight two and I might go back to them on, on, a, on a different uh, note as well. So one of the, the customers 
customers I'm familiar with, and I, I talked to the CEO, Tina Müller, um, actually a few months ago, is Douglas. And Douglas has created a strategy where they want to democratize, basically, the creation of the content that is important for their prospects and customers. And they have created an app. And through that app, actually, their users and their customers can create their own content and, for example, uh, show how they're experiencing some of the products they're using. Yeah, Think about beauty products, for yeah. example. And of course, there's a creation workflow process that is making sure that only relevant content is then also being distributed. But the content creation is, again, democratized to some certified users, influencers, and content creators that are outside of the Douglas company um, borders. Another yes. example is Henkel. Yeah? So Henkel had a strategy where they worked a lot with agencies and they're still working with agencies, but they have in-housed a lot of the content they want to create in a so-called content factory. And actually in their headquarter in Dusseldorf, I visited, they showed me that they have actually a content factory where they are creating picture material, video material that then goes very quickly in a very quick content supply chain, if you will, into the campaigns they are launching either through social media or through their websites. And that can be, of course, pushing towards attracting customers and selling. That makes sure that people are finding the right information about the products they're using. That's that's super interesting, especially those those two are quite contradictory, I would say, because one mm -hmm. is in a closed environment with very short production lines, and the other one is opening basically also for basically to write the content or supply the content from a customer perspective, which is I think in the Douglas mm -hmm. space super interesting because it's also talking about and, and I think you mentioned already a few things. What does good content actually look like, or, or what? How do we define good good content? And beside being mm -hmm. informative, I think we have something super interesting here with the Douglas example, which is trustful. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's uh, you, you picked up on that. Yeah? So there is no one size fits all strategy for the production of content or how, how you basically create and, and manage good content, as you can see on those two examples. But it not needs to be fitting to the purpose and the strategy of the overall company, the reputation, you know, the trust, like you said, that you want to have customers to have. So, and how does good content look like? Good content is actually only becoming good content in the interaction with customers. Yeah. Okay? So only the, inter the, the piece of the interaction when customers or users are starting to interact with content, you can actually gauge whether it's good or bad content. So therefore, it could be hero content, yeah, as we call it these days, that is really yeah. fascinating, inspiring, and, uh, you know, maybe becoming a state of the art in, in the industry, but also FAQs, blog articles, product information, or even manuals could be very good content if it's hitting the user who's in search for that through the right channel, in the right time, in the right step in their customer journey. Yeah. yeah. So, and therefore you cannot separate content from data. That is the, the wonderful thing that we also see as our mantra here at Adobe, right? You cannot separate content from data. Only if you have data and the information, what the step in a journey is, what the user is requiring, where in the journey does the, the user stand right now, what is his or her need right now, then you can deliver the right content. Absolutely. And and this is something, again, we might talk a little bit on later, is, is because without that data, we would not be able to demonstrate the value 
that basically the content mm -hmm. provides. So this is why the options to to personalize, to measure, and and constantly engage and optimize mm -hmm. um, is is of course so so important for our clients. And and I think what you just mentioned is absolutely true. So those contextual characteristics of mm -hmm. content. So it needs to fit me in my need at that point of time with the device I'm looking and seeking for that information about a product or uh, about even the usage of a product. Cool. So when we look at that, I think we gave already quite some good hints on why a company needs good content. So the next important question, of course, would be what does a company need to produce that kind of good content? So you mentioned it earlier that there are content supply chains or even a content factory. So mm -hmm. how important do you see that the part of having a content strategy in place? And, and also what roles would you see in a company that could foster mm -hmm. that that strategy throughout the organization and, and the company? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you could break this down into people, process and technology as always, right? So, but let's maybe stick to the, the notion of content supply chain. Yeah, If you look at that, it's basically a supply chain that creates content, then manages the content, delivers the content and analyzes the content. Okay. So to make this rather simplified now, and to your question, what does a company then need? <laughs> of course, it starts with knowing the target audiences and knowing, hey, what is the market and what are the market characteristics that I have in front of me to sell a product or a service and also to serve then uh, my customers in that market. So knowledge about the market is important. Then you need creativity. Yeah. So regardless of the technology that you are using then in the end or, or the tools and the strategy that you have, you need also to have the creativity of human beings that can create content that is relevant, inspiring, inspirational, all these things that you would like to have to, to make sure that you're cutting through the noise. Yeah? I mean, we are yeah, living yeah, in times yeah. where we have so much offers in terms of content and information that it needs creativity to make sure that you're creating great content. So Absolutely. then, like you said, you know, you need to have a strategy how you basically produce that content and analyze that, right? So it hasn't anything to do with technology in the beginning, but do I want to do this myself? Do I want to work with agencies? Do I want to work with a community like Douglas is doing? Do I want to have a mixture for that? What kind of content do I need? Do I need, you know, very rich, detailed supporting content? Do I need more graphical, more inspiring content? So all these different pieces and probably you always need a mixture of all of that and you need to have that right to then define your process, how you basically create, monitor, validate, approve content, and then bring it into the different channels. And there we start with, you know, technology that makes sure that you can scale the content through the different channels in a personalized way. To personalize, you need again then data. And here we come into the, into the area of making sure that you can also analyze what you are doing in your content supply chain. So that you know which content is working for which audiences and which content is maybe not working so that you can feed that back into the start of the content supply chain again. So, and how important content has become is becoming visible. For example, in a news article I just read a few weeks ago that Hugo Boss has created a new position they call chief content officer. Okay, so that's, that's quite interesting, yeah. It's quite interesting, isn't it? So, and a chief, yeah, <laughs> somebody with a C in his title or her title is always a position that is strategically relevant across the entire company. So think about 
a chief commercial officer or a chief digital officer or a chief information officer, a chief marketing officer, a chief HR officer, right? All, all these positions are highly relevant, typically members of the board, and they are across all functions strategically important. And now content is strategically important for the entire company, Hugo Boss. Yeah? Yeah, so that's, that's very interesting. Quite, yeah, and I'm quite keen to see more of those roles probably coming up in the future. And finally, content has also it's the, the relevance it, it should have because mm -hmm. as we talked about content at the end is the king and but the engagement is also something without that even the content pure would not be sufficient mm -hmm. so also something we of course talked about as so when it boils down in terms of what a company needs i would say this is really knowledge the creativity parts and to have the right strategy in place mm -hmm. and that includes also of course the martech stack which we would see so how do we see and we of course we from adobe um, produce and have our own content management system out there but to maybe for those who are not using the systems to full max or have maybe older solutions how can really a, a content management system support us here and enforce or support us to have good content across all the different customer experience touch points along the complete customer journey so why is it important to basically have one of those systems mm. in place I think if I give you just one word as an answer and then we can peel it off into various pieces, it's scale. Yeah. So a good content management system gives you scale in so many dimensions. So the first thing I would probably call out is the, and you mentioned that before, content velocity and faster time to market. With a good content management system, you can go from a content factory production yeah, on the headquarter of, of Henkel to a campaign within hours or even minutes. Yeah, because it's all fully integrated from the photo shoot to a campaign management solution, all right, um, through an asset management or through a content management solution. The next point of scale is omni-channel. Yeah, you, you want to deliver content through channels of social media, of your website, screenage. Maybe even you want to send something to print, Yeah, as we have with Aldi, for example, that are still very successful printing their content into their prospects. Yeah, yeah the leaflet process. Yeah, the leaflets. So Omnichannel, yeah, content management helps to provide that into omnichannel. Then personalization. A good content management system is tightly connected with the capabilities of what we call personalization at scale, yeah, where you basically have technology that not only looks at maybe segments and cohorts of different users, but can go much, much deeper into the specific profiles of given users and deliver the right content to the right person. And examples of that. I'm just sitting here in our Munich office and I'm looking out the window. Telefonica O2 is, is using our real-time CDP to exactly do that and make sure they can reach personalization for millions and millions of their phone customers, of their mobile customers in real time and also they are delivered the right content or smart the the car company is also using the same technology henkel is using the same i mentioned that before extremely important to also make sure that the content management system ties very well into the capabilities of personalization and then the other thing what cms helps with is collaboration yeah we mentioned earlier that we can integrate communities and different apps that are producing content but even just within a content management system you want to have collaboration between the people 
people who are responsible for marketing and the creation of content and maybe the people who are responsible for the journey where content is being used and you know you you want to do that in a you know user-friendly environment where it's, where it's I, seamless ideally yes absolutely this should should ideally happen and and where do we see also our advantages coming from with the adobe eyes especially in that collaboration space i think there is a lot we can help our clients with that a question? Uh, no, that's, uh, that's not a question. I would say that's a statement. I think we, I'm, statement. I'm quite keen that we can support our clients in basically in this complete content velocity or also content supply chain, starting really with the production of, of the images, the copies. We have a work front, yes. which helps us to, to support the project management pieces or the planning, the management with a, um, of course, you mentioned the personalization at scale and the analysis and optimization. So collecting the data on how the content performed. Mm -hmm. But you, you mentioned something really important in the beginning because we have technology at scale. We have personalization and optimization at scale. So I think the next thing you hear which might come up is, and I haven't heard about that much as of now, would be content at scale. But that mm. would really fit to that content supply chain, to that content strategy, to really being able to scale content production, similar like Kangle, being able to mm. really push out things in, in minutes or days instead of weeks or something that took a lot of time before. Sure. And I mean, of, of course, we can now start to, to think a bit about the future and trying to predict it. But there are already many experiments happening in, obviously, in the 3D space, Yeah, when we're talking about metaverse and creating content for engaging immersive worlds that will come up very soon. Yeah, I mean, so so that is interesting and that is even more complicated and more immersive content. So for that, you need to have a content management strategy that allows you to scale. And the other area that we are experimenting is something that sometimes is referred to as atomic assets so that within content, you're breaking down certain pictures or videos into the most granular, most atomic pieces and therefore can reuse that much more and, and reassemble it much more easily. I mean, the, the, the most typical examples are if you look into a big furniture company and look in their prospects or even on their digital environments, then you see the same bed, for example, in three different rooms. And it's just always the same bed that is rendered and put into different environments, right? But you can make this much more sophisticated and, like I said, um, divide content into much more granular pieces and assemble that where it makes sense. And again, hyper-personalize that at in real time and assemble that in real time, which uh, has the biggest impact, yeah. So quite interesting what, what the future brings. I think more automation of content creation also. But right now, I think we are at the point where we first need to get the process, the people and the technology right to provide the foundation for such a scale. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you also helped or this absolutely also helped with the showcase on, on how we can also realize value with our tools along the journey. And you just showed a second dimension, which is more on the operational efficiency with the production of the content and of course mm -hmm. we also have the the other side the other dimension which we use to demonstrate value is of course how good was the content perceived how good was it mm -hmm. um, consumed at the end and, and did it really engage the clients yeah i think the future will be really really interesting especially about as you mentioned the metaverse and and how we will manage that content and provide it to those different touch points and also create it of course mm -hmm. cool so as a summary when we look at that 
Are there any other examples which we can give our clients or customers or also the listeners to our podcast is also the question, of course, how can we from Adobe support our customers further in that journey they are taking to support, to basically provide their customers with mm -hmm. better content? Yeah. So, so the first thing is maybe repeating what we are trying uh, to convey here in the entire podcast. Content is becoming really, really strategic and a competitive differentiator in the battle for the best customer experience. Okay. So, and, and that is, I mean, you don't need to be very smart to see that, but content is not something that is going away. The opposite is true. Content is becoming more and more important to differentiate yourself and cut through the noise and grab the attention and also the trust of your customers. So now my recommendation would be that you as customers listening to this podcast are not only looking in the same industry for examples, but are also looking left and right into other industries. So even a football club like FC Bayern could be an interesting inspiration for how they are creating content and are delivering content to the right fan in the right time through the right channel. We are looking to host our Experience Makers Conference very soon. So you will be both able to, to get content from that, but also attend in person and hear firsthand from other brands how they are defining their content strategy. And I mean, the, the companies I named are very willing to also serve as as companies you can talk to, yeah. So, so Henkel, Smart, Duplas, Hugo Boss, Telefonica. I could also name a few from the B two B environment. So, for example, um, SAP or Carl Zeiss are customers that are actually very interesting companies when it comes to to their content strategy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And are there chances to meet them on the Experience Maker session or? Correct, yeah. Cool. That I think this is definitely we should highlight in the podcast and see if we can include a link here so that the that the clients can, of course, look it up and participate, which would be idle. So thanks a lot, Christoph. I think we're coming to an end here for today's session. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here again and, and talking through the importance of content. I hope this got a lot clearer for our listeners today. And hopefully we can engage with some of them soon in the future. And thanks again. Talk to you soon and have a good day. Thank you, Boris. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let us know what you think by writing to us at infoacs at adobe.com. That's I-N-F-O-A-C-S at adobe.com. See you later for more.